You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. With clients in over 20 Broadway shows and other stages across the globe, we are your online fitness platform to join together your pursuit in a journey in fitness with your career in theaters. So actors or athletes, train like one. Head on over to builtforthestage.com and we'll be on our way with a seven-day free trial on an interactive fitness app with yours truly, coaching you every step of the way, nutrition and fitness-wise. All right, BuiltForTheStage.com. Let's get on to our special guest, special guest as always. Got to meet our guest in London when I was there about a month ago. Took some photos uh, with our guest. You can see those on the gram. Just posted one of us today. Uh, they're in this immersive show called The Burnt City. Uh, the like promo videos for it just look wild. Uh, if you aren't in the London area and you're just curious as to uh, what this show is all about, definitely check out their website because they did a really good job with just showing you how different it is. And I can't wait to talk to our guest about it. Uh, we've also seen our guest in the West End's productions of Tina Turner and Motown. And they have some exciting news. I'll let them say it. I'll let them say it. Some exciting news of a new show that they're going to be in uh, in the West End. Please welcome to Bill for the Stage podcast, Cameron Bernard Jones. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Joe. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for joining us, everyone that's listening. Cameron is such a good sport. It's 11.23 p.m. over there in London right now. <laughs> so uh, today... Let's. Uh, you you made a, a post on your Instagram. I was just shuffling through it before we hit record here. Tell us the big news. Congratulations! I'm super hyped for you. Thanks, man. So today was the official press release for "Ain't Too Proud: The Life and Times of the Temptations," which is making its West End transfer. Uh, if you don't know, it was on Broadway a few years back. It's currently in the U.S. national tour. Um, and now it's coming over to London starting at the end of March in 2023. So I'm so excited. I'm going to be playing one of the classic five temptations, uh, Melvin Franklin, who was the base of the group, base and founding member of the temptations. So I'm I am over the moon about this because 
Um, I saw it in October 2019 on Broadway. And um, I know uh, the guy who played it on Broadway, the original Melvin Franklin, uh, Juwan Jackson. And I saw Juwan after the show at Stage Door. And I said, you know, if if ever this show comes to London, I'm doing my darndest to make sure that I'm, I'm Melvin Franklin. Um, and so fast forward and here we are. Look at you just speaking that <laughs> into existence, right? Just spoke it right yeah. into existence. Amazing. Um, Nick Walker is built for the stage fam, and he, we got to see him quite a few times, uh, like I was saying before the recording in um, Ain't Too Proud. He's now went on and is in Hamilton again since the show nice. closed, but super excited that it's going to be seen uh, in the West End because the show's phenomenal and everyone over there in London deserves to see it yeah. uh let's uh okay wait let's let's stay there for a second and then we'll move on so um the audition process was it short was Ooh. it long was it so the audition process for me was short we had well i had five rounds all together which i feel like is unheard of it's that's so short compared to how a lot of you know the big commercial shows are here in the West End. Um, so yeah, definitely short, but jam-packed <laughs> with intensity and just with a lot of heart. Um, the whole team, the creative team were amazing throughout the whole process. Cause you know, it could be really rigorous and, and challenging and cutthroat um, because this was a highly anticipated show. Um, so many guys, we're looking forward to this coming. And when the, the casting announcement came out, it was like, it's like a cattle call. So it's like, there's so many guys who I either work with in the past or just knew from the industry. We were all in the same room together. But with that, it was so much joy. So the process overall was joyful. It was challenging. It was, um, I made a lot of discoveries about myself and I really enjoyed it. I, I had to say it's one, probably one of the most rewarding audition processes I've ever had in my entire career. Okay, discoveries about yourself, any that you're willing to share? Yeah, so, I mean, if you've seen the show, you you know how physically intense the show is, right? These guys barely ever leave stage. <laughs> Couple that with a chorus with singing, and of course, acting, you know, standard musical theater, but the intensity, you know, with, with Sergio Trujillo's choreography, it's, sorry, Sergio Trujillo's Tony Award winning choreography, to be more specific. <laughs> um, it's a lot. And so <laughs> when, when he came into our first dance call and we went straight to work and, um, it was a lot, but the beauty of that experience, and yeah, I can say this now, is that um, he said to us guys, he said, you know, this is treat this as a work session. And immediately I could feel the tension go away. Mm. And he was like, yeah, I don't want you to think of it as an audition because we all know that comes with different connotations, right? So he really hit us psychologically. Um, and all of a sudden you could just see people having fun even though it was like, okay, I want this job, I gotta focus. But the 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 element of fun was also brought into it and the element of brotherhood. And so the discovery I made that day was that I can 
I can also have the heart in in a, in situations like this. It isn't all about um uh you know, just, I got to get the moves. I got to get it now. I got to get it right. It's just, it's about the whole experience and just, just the way we all lifted each other up in the room that day. It was, it was amazing. Um, another self-discovery I, I made a physical one is that I can do this. <laughs> it's like, I have enough tenacity. I have enough endurance. You know, I've been blessed enough to be working since what feels like forever. And so, you know, it's not my first rodeo. Um, but as I get older, sometimes physically I'm like, oof, <laughs> things ain't stretching like they used to. Fast twitch muscles don't seem to be fast twitching enough. <laughs> um, so the, this experience, especially with his choreography, taught me, yes, you still, had, you still got it. Uh. Uh, with your consistency throughout your career, besides your, I like to ask this a lot, besides your question, uh, besides your, sorry, besides your talent, what is it with the consistency of your career that you would contribute that success to? Maybe daily practices, maybe, um, you know, every day, no matter what, I'm doing 20 minutes of da-da-da-da-da, you know, like, is there any pillars in your career that have kept you consistent? Yes, they, you know what, um, I'm a very malleable person, so there's never just one thing that I've done consistently for the past 12 years of me being professional. Mm -hmm. However, if there are a collection of things, um, and depending on what season I'm in as a human being, something will be prioritized over another. So let's take a physical. I love spinning, ride classes, um, things like that are really a staple in my life. You know, it helps with cardio and that's where I have fun and fitness. Um, and I know it helps with singing and dancing on stage at the same time. Um, I love reading because it's all about storytelling. We have to be storytellers as well. Um, I'm, funny enough, I'm a slow reader, but I love books. <laughs> mm. um, seeing shows whenever I can just to get inspiration and see how other how people treat pieces, roles, experiences, stories. Yeah. Um getting into a dance class when I can. The thing about being in a show is that it's hard to do that. <laughs> um but whenever I can, it's like, okay, I'm gonna take this commercial dance class. I'm not a commercial dancer. That's Right now in my career, I'm not focused on I want to be a commercial dancer, but I may take that. It it, it, it proves, improves on my uh, kind of showmanship, if you will, on stage, stage presence, or like a jazz class or even an African class. So it's, it's a, for me, it's about the versatility. Mm. The versatility is a pillar for me. That's, that's one of the constant things of my entire professional career, being versatile, being flexible, uh, Yes, physically, but flexible, you yeah. know, as a being um, and open to newness. Yeah. Yeah. It was like you said, with reading, uh, reading stories, you're a storyteller. So the more stories you encounter, or in this case, the more experiences you encounter, the more you have to draw from when you're asked to be different characters in different situations and different shows. Yeah. Speaking of different shows, The Burnt City. Talk to me about it. Tell us. 
Yes, so The Burnt City is uh, Punch Drunk's newest show. So if you're not familiar with Punch Drunk, Punch Drunk is, I guess I'd say, probably the most renowned immersive theater company in the world. Um, they currently have two other shows going on. Um, Sleep No More, which is a very popular show. It's been mm. in existence for 10 plus years. Um, currently in New York City and in Shanghai. Um, so yeah, we have two Sleep More, Sleep No More shows. And then The Burnt City is its newest show just in London so far. Um, and yeah, it speaks of Greek mythology uh, centered around the fall of Troy and all the stories around that gods mortals it's 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 so hard to explain with words because <laughs> it's so it's so much better when you just experience it for yourself and no no one ever has the same experience more than once um but they've transformed two huge uh, warehouses in the Woolwich neighborhood of London, so like Southeast London, and they transformed it into two different worlds, one being Mycenae and the other being Troy. And you really get thrown into the mythology of it all. So if it's, you're a big history buff too, it's it's great great for those people too. It's like a, a walkthrough show, right? You're not sit you're not seated, right? You're you're walking from maybe room to room or how's that work? Correct. Yeah. Um, typically, it's treated as uh, you're on promenade. So you're walking through, you're following characters. Some people go to the show just to explore rooms, um, find the hidden details or little gems here and there. But yes, you are moving. You're not sat down in an audience seat yeah. um, looking at a stage for two and a half hours. You are in the world with us performers for three hours. No interval, no intermission. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, speaking of stamina, so what? Right. Uh, how how much longer will you be with the show until you move on um, to your next project? So I have about seven more weeks. My final show with the Burnt City will be the eighth of January. Okay. Yeah. Coming right around the river bend, almost there. No, um, it's crazy. Sad to leave. You've had a fun time. What's like some fun moments that you enjoy about doing the show? Every day is different. That for me makes it so interesting all the time. Yeah. Um, because audience members, everybody reacts so differently um, from our super fans who have seen it. I'm not exaggerating like 40 plus times. And at this rate, we're 10 months in, so hundreds of times people have seen it. To our very new audience members who have never been to an immersive theater show, who are kind of like, what is happening right now? <laughs> but they're still there. Um, and so it's interesting being in character, but also observing on, the, observing on the periphery just how people's body language is and how they're receiving you in a scene and how they're moving about the space. It just, it adds to the atmosphere it really helps color the space as well um which never makes for a boring show because again we we actors also have to navigate the movie audience but yeah. sometimes an audience can be in the way <laughs> and it's about how do you gently move them out the way or if it's something that might cause them danger how do you urgently move them out the way and so you're always on you have to be on <laughs> 
Very cool. Let's rewind to how you even end up in London. I saw that you went to Northwestern. Are you originally from Chicago or where are you originally from the States? I'm originally from New York City, like actually New York City, one of the five boroughs. I was born in Queens, um, half grew up in Queens, and then I moved to uh, New Jersey. So just across the river. Um, so same metro area. Um, but I, you know, I still, I claim both states as my home, uh, hometown, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I went to college in Chicago at Northwestern and I studied voice and opera performance actually. So I'm classically trained. Um, and while I was at Northwestern, um, getting my classical training theory wise, I got my performance training, um, in musical theater as well. Um, which funny enough was in a different college in those days. You know, universities can be split up into different colleges. So my music school was separate than the dance and theater school. I yeah. think I think they're amalgamated now. Anyway, <laughs> that's to say I got the best of both worlds. Again, which place that at versatility that is at the core of my being, really. And so um, after four years, I moved back to New York City. And I was really dabbling in both worlds, trying to see what bit first, the opera world or the MT world. And um, neither were really, really knew what to do with me. You know, I, I have a very deep voice, but in a lot of people's head, especially casting back then, deep voiced men were typically big in stature, older. And here I am, this 22 year old with a baby face and this deep voice. So casting-wise, a lot of companies and shows were like, we don't know what to do with you. So I had to deal with that challenge for a couple years. So, you know, as you do in New York City, you hustle, you work, you do other jobs, and you try to get other artistic jobs as you can, and you network and all that stuff. Sorry, it's a very long story of how I got here. So no, let me try to figure out. <laughs> Cameron, this is what we're here for. <laughs> okay. I'm captivated. I'm 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 ready for it. I'm 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 here with you. New York City native goes to Northwestern, okay. opera musical yeah. theater background, comes yes. out and he's got a deep voice, not your typical <laughs> looking deep voice singer, and goes through the trials of not knowing what to do with you. And you just now we're yeah, okay, we're ready pick it up from there yeah, yeah. I'm with so you. Still, see every single step i'm with you i'm loving it yeah still in new york i'm just trying to figure out trying to make a career and um i got into choral singing um so a lot of churches in new york city um may hire uh, professional singers to be a part of choirs or to form their choirs and so that's how i made um some of my money and um again just through networking i networked with a lot of um, kind of the black opera opera network really in the country because is although there are a lot of black opera singers compared to mostly white opera singers it's not a lot of us mm -hmm. um, so that led me um, to meeting uh, two two guys who um, who started and owned this company called Opera Noir New York and uh, the Royal Danish Opera employed Opera Noir to help cast um, Porgy and Bess at the Royal Danish Opera in Copenhagen, Denmark. And so I auditioned for that in 2013 and I booked the job um, and also was chosen to be dance captain of that opera. Really movement captain, but you know, same thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and so that was my big, my first big break. I always, I always like to say, so 
at the beginning of 2014 in January, um, I was off to Copenhagen with the rest of the cast who were really from all over the world. So a huge chunk from the States, a huge chunk from the UK. There were some from Canada, Caribbean, and Germany. So all over. Um, and so I was in Copenhagen doing Porgy and Best for five months. And it it changed my life. I I got my first taste of of performing professionally in Europe and realizing how um how receptive to just black artists in general uh a lot of these European companies and European houses were are and are and still. Um and so I remember thinking, ooh, this could be something. And so I remember auditioning for Cabaret at the Royal Danish uh, Opera as well, towards the tail end of Porgy and Bess. Um, I got to to finals, but I didn't get cast, which was okay. But I was like, I'm auditioning for a show in a different country. Like, pfft, mind blown. Anyway, in my cast of Porgy and Bess, um, there was a singer who I'd known He's American, but he's been living in Berlin for eons. And um, he he asked me, he's like, oh, um, what are you doing after the show? I said, oh, nothing. I'm going back to New York and, you know, back to the grind. He's like, well, a friend of a friend of his was doing Showboat in Austria, Showboat the musical, and um, they were going to extend but the guy couldn't do the extension, basically. And um, the guy is also a bass. And so my my friend and colleague asked me, you know, can you sing down to a low C? And I said, yes. And he's like, and you're available. I said, yes. Said, okay. So he put his colleague in touch and his colleague told the theater that, hey, I might have somebody who could do my part. And Joe, I didn't even have to audition. They contacted me. Um, um, they being the Landestheater Linz, Linz, Austria, and said, we would love to cast you um, in the ensemble uh, for Showboat. I thought, OMG. <laughs> I'd never, I've never not had to audition for something to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm getting this job off of reference. And I spoke to my my friend and colleague who came to me, and I was like, "I this this seems unheard of." He was like, "Well, honestly, you're a good colleague. You're very talented, and very promising." And so that was one of the biggest lessons I learned in my life of having good work ethic and being professional, and a good person yeah. <laughs> can actually get you far. And that's kind of what you know what's the phrase you know it's about who you know or whatever that kind of phrase that was my oh it's who you know but also you know who sees me who knows me as well mm. so who who you know and how they know you to be how, yes that's that's what i meant to say <laughs> and well i don't know if that's a saying but like what i'm gathering from your story is like it wasn't just because you knew your colleague you had to do something which is being a good person on top of being talented that kind of like pushed over the edge where yes you did just get this job because hey this person is talented but 
I, as your colleague, am attesting that he's an upstanding human being. Like he's a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very cool story. Okay. So you go to Austria. Yeah. So I go to Austria. I want to say what it was. Uh, maybe it was a few months between shows. So I, I went back home, but then I was preparing to go back to Europe. Um, so the extension was just three months. So I was in Austria from November 2014 to February 2015. Um, and that was great. It was another great experience. Um, Austria for the first time and performing in a, what's a, a state-run, state-run theater um so you know fully funded by the government and so like you know they throw everything at theater in austria and we're treated really well and amazing theater and um so a colleague from that show <laughs> basically asked me the same thing what are you doing after showboat and i said going back home to new york um and so she uh was going into hairspray also in austria um but outside of vienna and she was like they're looking for more male ensemble and she's like are you available i was like yeah you have nothing to do and it happened again <laughs> i lied to you not it happened again did not step foot in a room did not even have well, there wasn't Zoom back then, but you know, there was no video interview, nothing. They hadn't hadn't even seen me live or you know, move. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. It was strictly off of referral. <laughs> wow. So then I end up, it was summer 2015 in the ensemble of a hairspray. Oh, by the way, this was all in German. No. It was fully translated. With your experience in opera, did that help you with like having studied, you know, well, different languages while singing? Yes, actually it did. So funny enough, because I studied opera, um, we, it was mandated, you know, we had to take um, foreign language classes. So they say, well, first you have to take, um, first you have to take what was it, maybe at least two years of French, Italian, or German, one of the three major languages of opera outside of English. Um, and so I remember when it came time to registering for classes, I wanted to do Italian, but I registered too late. So the Italian classes were awful. I was like, dang, okay. And at that time I was like, well, French is too hard. So I was like, let's do German. <laughs> I ended up, I ended up loving German. I studied German for three years in college, and my final year I studied Italian. So I got, I got to the Italian in the end. Um, and now, sidebar, I'm obsessed with French on Duolingo. Anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> so that mistake prepped me for <laughs> the future, and I had no idea. So I was able to do a show in German. I mean, Showboat, which was also in Austria, um, the 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 script was translated into German, but the songs remained in English. Um, so by the time I got to Hairspray to do a whole show in German, I was like, oh, this, this is easy. Although it's really challenging. You can't stop the beat. We all know how fast that song is. Right, and in German, right. with so many syllables. It's <laughs> Don't ask me. I, it's, it's gone from my brain. <laughs> 
I, I don't remember any of it, but I remember how fast it is trying to fit so many syllables in the same music. I'll have to YouTube that later so I can <laughs> take, a, take a listen to what that sounds like in German for sure. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so you're in Austria still. Do you ever go back to New York or do you then go to London? How do you end up in London? So I'll have to back up now that you know the, okay, the okay. professional end of it. Okay. Now I'll I'll share some of the social end of it. So mm-hmm. back at Porgy and Bess in Copenhagen, um, there was a whole British constituency. And so um, that's where I met I mean, quite, actually a lot of my colleagues who I know today who are still here and working in the biz. Um, and so... How do I share this without sharing all my personal business? Let's see. Because <laughs> y'all don't need to know every single thing. But I will <laughs> I will share that I made a lot of British connections. Um, and I made a lot of friends. And so while I was doing showboat, um, I was often here. So you know what I mean? Like when the theater's in rep, right? When, yeah. So um, that theater in Linz, Austria, um was in rep and so we were performing like let's say we had a performance on tuesday the next wouldn't be until friday and then till tuesday the next week and you know so it was very spaced out and so i was like well while i have the time i'm traveling and i traveled all over europe but i often came back to london and during one of my many short stints in london um, I met my now husband and it was so random. It's <laughs> like, again, as I was saying to the people who was asking, oh, what are you doing next? I'm like, I'm going back home to New York. Because <laughs> what else am I going to do? I can't just up and move to a foreign country just like that. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we began dating and... Then love was like, hey, I'm here. Right. <laughs> and I was like, why? What are you doing here? I'm only here for work. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, long story short, we fell in love. And when it came time to, well, then before Hairspray even came about, I was going to go back home again. And we were trying to figure out, well, how to, you know, we don't want to part from each other. We want to remain in each other's lives somehow. And so, um, we became engaged and then we got married in 2015 and um, that was after Hairspray. So we got married 
in September of 2015. Um, and there were no more referrals for the German for German shows. And I was like, I was fine with that. Um, I was like, <laughs> well, I guess I moved to the UK. Yeah. I moved to the UK. Mm. I moved to the UK. And <laughs> I mean, it was one of the hardest decisions and easiest decisions at the same time. I'd always wanted to be here, didn't know how I would make it here, didn't know what I would do. Um, because when I graduated college in 2010 and I immediately moved back to New York thinking I had some sort of hometown advantage just because I was born in New York City mm. and I was completely like humbled by the fact that no one knew who I was. And I was in a sea full of people trying to be on Broadway or what, or just trying to make it, you know? I thought, well, surely I can't survive even trying to get onto West End stages because in my head, you know, it's the same caliber. It may be smaller in terms of, you know, audience or whatever, you know, but they're synonymous in my head. They really are. Yeah. Um, um, and so I thought, ah, yeah, I have, I have work under my belt now. I'm not a nobody, nobody, but I'm like, I'm going to the UK where again, nobody, I don't have a professional network besides the friends I made doing a show. So that was the scary part. Um, but I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it because you know that saying, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I had my New York hustle, which I feel like I was born with. Um, and I'm like, I have the experience of, of being able to be in different places. And, and I know what it feels like to not have, you know, what people would consider a foundation. And, you know, I was a nomad for what felt like forever. Um, so I was like, let me just get it, give it a go. And I remember, um, my husband got me this book. It was an actor's handbook. It's really thick and it has everything from lists of agents and casting agents and everything, photographers. Um, and I remember going to the agent section, starting at A and with my computer at the side, going through almost every agent, Googling, looking at their client list, seeing if I would be unique. Yes, put it on the list, submit stuff. And I probably submitted to about around 30. Mm. Three agents got back to me. Okay, so 33 agents got back to you. Out of the, from the 30 though, how many do you think you filtered through to get to 30? Oh God. Cause I want to highlight this because like so many people just see people's stories and they're like, Oh, Cameron lucky or fortunate. No, Cameron sat his ass down <laughs> at that computer. And first off, you were willing to jump. You're really willing to put yourself out there. And then second, you were willing to, to put in the work you put in the work. I, I will continue to say that until I am no longer put 
in the work, the hours, yeah, <laughs> the sweat, everything. Put it because like that's that's where you can really reap the success, and the success just becomes that much more special when you're able to look back and go, "Wow, I sifted through." Let's just say it was around around a hundred. If I'm thinking A to Z, with the amount of agencies that exist in this country, yeah, <laughs> um, let's just say between a hundred and two hundred. It was so long ago. I. It was enough. Let's just say that it was. It was. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought, I thought to myself, because I, I was, I wasn't represented in the states, so I thought to myself. I'm not going to get an agent. It, it was true imposter syndrome. I was like, they don't know who I am. I don't have any British credits under my belt. I don't have any American credits under my belt. Um, I didn't have any videos. I mean, I didn't have a real, I, because I, you know, I couldn't get video from the shows I just did. There weren't any. Right. Um, social media wasn't, the same in 2014, 2015 as it is right now. So anyway, um, uh, so yeah, around 30 submit, three got back to me and all three wanted to represent me. So I was like, oh, okay, plot yeah. twist. Yeah. And um, I chose, yeah, I chose my agent. Um, I'm no longer represented by that agent, um, but I had a great five years with that agent and we got our feet on the ground. And um, my very first, actually, no, it wasn't my very first. My very first job was a fringe show in the Walthamstow section of London. So that's East-ish um, at a, a pub theater. Um, doing this musical called Out of This World, where I played Jupiter. It was fringe theater at its best. I mean, it, you know, no frills, um, humble, but very fun, very fun. So I did that in April of 2016. Um, and then soon after that, I joined um, this acapella group called The Magnets, which is pretty, they're pretty famous in the UK. Um, I think out of all British acapella groups, they're like one of the oldest. Um, a very respected group. And I, I was a bass in that group, obviously. Um, and so we traveled around. We did cruise gigs. Um, that was fun. And while I was with the Magnets, I was auditioning for like six shows at the same time. West End shows. So this is when Hamilton original cast was auditioning. Motown was auditioning, Dreamgirls was auditioning, Book of Mormon, which always auditions, Lion King was always auditions. Um, and, oh, the sixth one was um, the precursor to Get Up Stand Up, which was called One Love, um, which started in Birmingham before before the name change and the story, you know, the, the rejigging of the musical, which then became Get Up Stand Up. Um, that was one of the most intense audition processes of my life. Just the sheer amount of shows to have in your brain at the, the same time and the same period. 
<laughs> no. No, 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 no. All because all of a sudden I went from nothing to the possibility of everything. Right. <laughs> and so um through through cuts, I was the only finals I made I made it to were Motown and Book of Mormon. And by then I was like, thank you. Because although I love, I love, listen, I love Hamilton as a show. I think it's one of the greatest shows in probably all of humankind and time. Um, I'm not a rapper and the sheer anxiety of memorizing so much of that text, I was like, uh, uh-uh. that was probably one of the most stressful audition processes of my life. Love the show though. Um, but I was like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you yeah. know, you were great, but that's, yeah. I said, I said, absolutely. Thank you. I'll be out. <laughs> I'll see, I'll um, see myself to the door. <laughs> I will see myself to the door gladly smiling. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, I got to the finals of Book of Mormon and to the finals of Motown. Um, Book of Mormon said no. And I said, great. Um, it was tough. Cause then all of a sudden it was like, I went from six to just one and then um i found that i booked motown and i remember we were we as in the magnets we were on we we're doing a guest entertainment gig for about a week on royal caribbean cruise we were somewhere in the mediterranean and if you've ever been on a cruise you know the wi-fi sucks or it's really expensive <laughs> um and somehow Maybe we were close to a shore or something, but I got a message. I got an email from my then agent saying, please call me, please call me when you can, if, if, if you get this. I was like, oh, okay. We had just finished doing a show in the auditorium of, of the cruise ship. So I was in my, uh, in my bedroom and I bought the Wi-Fi. I was like, I'm buying it. I don't care. Right. Um, and I managed to call my agent. This was after work hours, maybe maybe it was around seven o'clock in the UK. And he told me I booked Motown, that I booked my first West End show. And I remember crying and I was full of joy. And I was like, oh my goodness, I just didn't see that coming. And that's that's where this all started. And that's where it, and that's where it all started. Started with um, being a little late on applying for <laughs> Italian and getting the German class instead, which led to some of your Austrian uh, gigs, which led to love, which led to seeking seeking out an agent, which led to your Motown, your West End debut. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. What a story. I know. Well, Sorry, my, so long, but what's my story going to be to get me to end up permanently over there in London? What's that story going to be? Once a- you know what? <laughs> I just say it's just about being open, whatever that means to you. <laughs> Definitely. In, in anything. Yeah. Career, life, all of it. 
for sure. Yeah. All right, Cameron, let's wrap up with the BFTS hot seat, a fun little thing we like to do here with our guests. Um, are you ready? Okay. <laughs> We're gonna tune- I don't know what this is, but yeah, I'm ready. music on here. All right. <laughs> you walk into a room and there's a movie playing and you've seen this movie tons of times, but no matter how many times the movie plays on TV, you have to stop and watch it. What is this movie? Coming to America. Yes. Okay. Amazing. You uh, need to pick me up and you're commuting to the theater or uh, errands, wherever. What is that one song that is going to lift up your spirits and just like get you feeling good? Ooh. Uh, Golden by Jill Scott. Okay. There we go. Golden Jill Scott. You are reincarnated on this planet as an animal which animal are you going to be and why elephant i want a good memory (laughs) oh i have the worst i have the worst it gets me in trouble all the time you weren't listening to me i was i promise you i just have an awful memory okay you have a time machine and you can transport yourself to any place and any time where are you going to go and what time period will it be and why? Oh, these are hard. Yeah. Um, um, uh, oh, the 1920s Harlem, Harlem Renaissance. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, last one. You're not a performer, singer. You're not on stage. You're not doing the arts. What are you doing? What's, what's life going to be? I'm a writer writing novels. Okay, there we go. There you have it. You're off of the BFTS hot seat. You did really good. That was amazing. That was okay. <laughs> Thank you. That was fun, I right? That. That, was, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. Cameron Bernard Jones, thanks so much for joining us on Bill for the Stage podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank Everyone, you so much. Make sure to give uh, Cameron a follow on the Graham CBJ Arts, and you can check out more on Cameron in the description of this episode. Be on the lookout. If you aren't able to see the Burn City, be on the lookout for Cameron and Ain't Too Proud coming up right around the corner. Congratulations again. Thank you. All right. See you later. There you have it. Cameron Bernard Jones, everyone. Awesome episode. Awesome story. Be open. Be willing to put the work in. Be a good person. These were all uh, major key points that stood out to me in the episode. So hopefully you enjoyed that one with Cameron. Make sure to give him a follow on the gram. CBJ Arts. I'm Joe Roscoe with Bill for the Stage. Actors or athletes, train like one. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.